Hello and thank you for tuning in to the morning edition of the D1T and 5 for Thursday, February 3rd. I'm Aaron Matus. Michigan football head coach Jim Harbaugh will remain in Ann Arbor. ESPN's Adam Schefter adds, Jim Harbaugh told Ward Manuel that this would not be a reoccurring issue and he would stay at Michigan as long as it wants him, per sources. Harbaugh was in Minnesota interviewing for the Vikings head coaching job on Wednesday. Bulldogs AD Josh Brooks on negotiating football head coach Kirby Smart's new contract. We're in a situation where you have a coach who wants to be here and an administration who wants him to be here and it's working through the process. It's not something we're putting a hard timeline on, but we're in active talks and talks are going well. I'm very optimistic of something getting done, hopefully in the near future. Football financial details for the dogs. Ticket revenue went from 2.49 million in 2020 to 33.99 million in 2021. Total operating revenue increased from 11.92 million to 54.95, while net of revenue and liabilities jumped $57.66 million to $450.64 million. Smart's latest take on NIL. You have to look at your roster and say, we need great players, right? But we need enough core players who believe in the values of the organization to outweigh any blinking lights. We had that last year. We had a really good group of core leaders. They also happen to be good players. That's how you get to win a national championship. But you also need to be selective over going really far away from home. How big a portal risk is this kid? Is NIL so important to him that he's not going to be as effective as a player? It's easy to sit here and say, what can I make in NIL? How can you help me? Well, I can help you a whole lot more if you come out of college with a degree and you come out of college and get drafted. There are a lot more commas on those salaries than there are on NIL deals. Extra Points author Matt Brown takes a look at the feasibility study conducted by Collegiate Consulting for New Orleans and the possibility of the privateers launching a football program. Notably, over a five-year span, according to the paper, UNO's athletic department budget would need to increase by $4.3 million. The school wouldn't need to hire every single staffer or buy every single polo shirt right away, so some of these costs could be staggered out over time but eventually the bills will come due. I'm told nothing is imminent yet. There's no guarantee UNO actually starts a program and the Southland will continue to look for other expansion candidates. But if nothing else, the process has moved beyond message board fever dream. There are charts, figures, and a potential path forward if this is what UNO and the city of New Orleans want to do. Thanks to a $6 million donation from entrepreneur D. Miller, Illinois State topped the $8.5 million threshold needed to break ground on a new indoor facility and inched closer to the $11 million needed to complete the project. ISU Athletic Director Kyle Brennan on the search for a naming rights partner. I expect it will take some time. You have to find the right partner, one that aligns with your values as an institution with a partnership that is a two-way street. A national company like Home Depot would be great, but it doesn't make sense in our marketplace. So most likely, any deal we make will be with a local company. If a national company wants to emerge, so be it, but the search will be more localized. 
Northern Colorado leaders pushed back on claims by football student-athletes that scholarship monies had been reduced at the behest of football head coach Ed McCaffrey with no communication to the respective student-athletes or their families. Bears athletic director Darren Dunn. There's a lot of checks and balances to make sure that communication goes out. So if someone is telling you they did not get communication, they didn't look at their email. Senior Associate AD and SWA Rachel Walton goes in on the processes behind the scenes, echoes that it's not true that student-athletes wouldn't have received notification. Sports Illustrated's Ross Dellinger is the latest to get key feedback after more than 3,400 student-athletes across all NCAA divisions who have entered the transfer portal over the last three months, the most in the four-year history of the database, according to Tracking Football co-founder Brian Spillbeller. One possible solution could be the introduction of transfer portal windows, and headlining attorney Tom Mars believes such windows would not limit student-athletes enough to trigger legal challenges. Maybe players aren't going to like it, but on the surface it sounds like a good idea to me. If I get any calls from players or parents unhappy that the NCAA has created these windows and they want my help, I'll tell them to call someone else. I don't think they would have a leg to stand on. Former Rutgers football student-athlete and Division I SAC chair Ryan Cassidy argues that if windows are imposed, then they should also apply to coaches. If coaching is one of the reasons people are transferring and athletes are held to a standard of you can only enter the portal at this time, coaches' contract should say you can only leave over this period of time. This and more in your D1 ticker email. I'm Aaron Matus and this has been the morning edition of your D1 TN5 for Thursday, February 3rd. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you again tonight.